Who do you have coming out the West? I would be honest, man. It's game time, man. Check your watch. This what? Is I mean, and coming off the bench isn't a bad You are tuned into Hot Take Season, where these hot takes are rated E for everyone. A rotation of quarterback. Like, that's going to be a while. I think you there, bro. Hot Take Season. Hot Take Season. What up, what up? Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Hot Take Season, where these hot takes are rated E for everyone. I'm your host, Mia Me, and uh, joining me for this episode is a friend of mine. Um, He's also one-third of the No Bystanders podcast, and of course he is a Dallas Cowboys fan, and with everything that's been going on here lately with the Cowboys, And with the NFL, it was only right that he slid through hot take season to get some of his hot takes off. So, Jaron, J. Murph, welcome to the show. How are you? So, me, I'm doing good. Appreciate you having me. Of course, of course. Well, let everybody know where they can find you at first before we jump right in. So, No Bystanders Podcast, we are on every major streaming service, Apple Music, Spotify. We'll be on YouTube soon. We're taking a short break because of the pandemic, but we'll be back by the end of the year better than ever. I can't wait. I feel you. I feel you. Y'all be y'all be sure to tune into that. So diving into the NFL, um, this week, week four, has been a crazy week um, full of surprises, so to say. Um, our Cowboys are, are on a good winning streak right now. Um, any yep. surprises there so far from you? The defense, number one. Uh, we all knew the defense was going to take some work, but nobody, not even me, would have thought the defense would be like this, that would we have to eight to ten takeaways from the beginning of the season when last year it took us majority of the season to get to eight. Trayvon Diggs is much more better than what we all anticipated. The jump from year one to two is amazing. It's one of those things where – we saw it coming, but actually seeing it happen is just it's just it's a breath of fresh air because the Cowboys haven't had a shutdown corner since what prime Roy Williams in 05, 06? It's been a while. Yeah, it's been forever. It's been a while. <laughs> it's like and it's the biggest thing about this team is they don't quit. I can yeah. honestly say in past years. This Cowboys team, with everything that went on, this this past Cowboys team would be at worst zero and four, at best two and two. But the fact that we're three and one, and we should be four and zero, I'm super excited about. And we got Zeke back in prime form. Too. Okay, now you 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 bring up Zeke, and I know week one it was like, mm, what's going on with this run game? Is Zeke not himself? A lot of people felt like Zeke was losing it. Um, and for me, with week one against Tampa Bay, I felt like you had to play to what the defense showed you. Mm-hmm. And when you're missing a key piece on the offensive line like Zach Martin, of course, you can't run the ball the way you want to. Um, and so that left you with Dak throwing the ball, I think, over 40 times that game, which is not good. Um, you want a really balanced game. Um, but it was looking like Tony Pollard was the more explosive, more elusive, um, faster running back and I think people tried to start almost like pitting them two against each other um, and and maybe Pollard should be running back one and, and things like that. What were your takeaways on that situation? So just starting back with week one, Zeke's usage I was perfectly fine with because I see this is if you wanted Zeke to run more and Tampa Bay Coming into the season was the best defense, number one run defense as well. It's hard to run against them. And if you want to continue to run, bring in Jason Garrett again so he can establish the run. You're running into a brick wall over and over. You use Zeke to your best abilities, and that's what Kellen Moore did. Now, the fight between Zeke and Tony Pollard, it, it, it's annoying to me because they complement each other so well. Tony mm-hmm. Pollard can be a starter on any other team, in my opinion. He can. He's best with Z. A, a good one-two punch. A good right. It's like modern day Marion Barber Felix Jones in that first mm-hmm. year. It's the good it's they complement each other so well. 
Because I fully believe if Tony Pollard is a starter on any other team, he's not getting the looks he's getting now as well. And it's not like Zeke has took a step back. Zeke is still Zeke. He's averaging over five yards per carry. But I see where people are saying Tony's averaging almost seven yards per carry. But it all depends on what the boxes and the looks at the defense are giving them. It, we have two great running backs. Why try to tear them apart? Exactly. Because I promise you, as soon as one of them goes, the other one's going to get hurt. We're like, dang, we need that person now. Just yeah. keep the chemistry with you have. It works. Nobody, I don't hear the same thing coming out of Cleveland for Nick Chubb and Kamara Hunt. I mean, and uh, Kamara Hunt. Kareem. Kareem Hunt. Thank you. Kareem Hunt. Mm-hmm. It's, they're two great running backs, but you don't hear, like, oh, Kareem Hunt should be starting over Nick Chubb or Nick Chubb should be starting over Kareem Hunt. They know they have two great backs and they don't want to ruin it. Cowboys fans yeah. should embrace this and accept exactly. it. Exactly. And I look at it as there's nothing wrong with both of them being great. That can be a thing. Um, and like you said, nobody's talking about that, that running back situation over in Cleveland. And you don't want to end up in a situation like the Tennessee Titans where you yep. have a dominant running back and he has no one else to run the ball with him. So now you're wearing him out. You know what I mean? And yeah. I think when Zeke came in, you were seeing Zeke get a lot of those carries where now he can share the load and kind of preserve himself some and, and split the load. And I don't see anything wrong with that. So y'all no. out there trying to make Pollard RB1 and, and start the, that whole controversy. Y'all got to chill out with that one. Because, listen, let, let's not bring up the last time they wanted a certain player gone, i.e. when Dez left. They're like, oh, wide receiver by committee. And look what happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is do we forget the time after? Do we forget like the year between uh, Demarco Murray and Zeke? That was a very bad year. Yeah. Let's embrace it. Like we have something great. Let's use it. Let's win a ring, and you know, let's all be happy. Right. <laughs> right. Cowboys fans are never uh, happy. I'm fully convinced. <laughs> never. Never. It's always something wrong. And I, I mean, I'm, I'm guilty of it myself. I'm always oh. trying something to nitpick yeah. at because there's always room for improvement. But always. in a situation like this, uh, we don't have to jump that far ahead of ourselves. Yeah, it, exactly. It's like be in the moment. Let's embrace it. Let's ride this train out and figure out where it goes. Because the next thing, the next topic people are probably going to bring up is, oh, why not throw the Amari Dak and I mean Amari um, Amari City Jarwin Gallup whenever he comes back? But it's like you have all these weapons. There's only one ball. Yeah. Use it. You preserve everybody's health. This is a long season. It's 17 games. It's mm-hmm. a very long season. We need everybody. One person doesn't have to just run the show by themselves, and that's what you want is a team with weapons. And I think that's what we were expecting to see last se- last season before that got hurt, you know, was all of these weapons be used. And now you're able to really see that and everybody's got some type of issue. But anyway, <laughs> um, Tuesday, so, so Tuesday I was uh, recording with Spot on Sports, another sports show that I do. And right at the end of our segment, we get breaking news that Jalen Smith was released from the Cowboys. Um, and it was so strange to where we decided to do an extra segment right then and there to kind of give our first reactions to it. And I got to admit, I was pretty speechless at first. Um, what did you think about that, Murph? Um, a Cowboys fan. I was torn. I was so torn. Yeah. As a, let me start, as a fan of Jalen Smith, I was sad because I I want Jalen Smith to succeed. If you know his story, he should have mm-hmm. been a top five pick in 2016. But, you know, injury, knee blown out. I want Jalen Smith, the person, to succeed. Mm-hmm. As a Cowboys fan, I want him to see, but not on this team. Yeah. He, as a Cowboys fan, I was happy that they decided to cut him only because it, the Cowboys in the past have been known not to admit mistakes, specifically Jerry Jones and Steven Jones. Them cutting Jalen like this out the blue is saying to the world, we made a mistake. We made a mistake in giving him the contract. We made a mistake of keeping him that long. And, you know, it's time to wash our hands of it. So the fact that that was step one 
is a huge improvement in this team because Jerry holds on to people way too long than what they should. <laughs> I Gary, the list is long. So I'm like, cool, yeah. you, you got rid of Jalen, which is, you know, one of Jerry's favorite players, as you can tell. That's number two. Number three, if you could just look at Jalen, you can tell he wasn't playing well this year. Mm-hmm. And ever since arguably in second half of 2019, rest of 2020, he hasn't been playing well. And I don't know if it's his athleticism failing or if his football IQ isn't to the same level as we thought it was, but it's it's something happened. And the fact that with Micah Parsons, with Keanu Neal, with Jabril Cox, you still have like Vanderess there. You have death as linebacker to where Jalen's not going to hurt you as well. And then yeah. the last thing, it's his contract. It honestly, if you look at the contract, it you can clearly tell that hey, this is all contract based on top of performance based because that injury guarantee at the end of the day. They dug themselves in that hole. And I didn't know Jalen got wrist surgery in last offseason, actually. I did not know that. I didn't know that either. That's news to me yeah, right I re- now. Yeah, uh, Jane Slater said it, if I'm correct. She mentioned it, and that's part of why Jalen's uh, – we owe him that $8 million, basically, because it's fully guaranteed. The same thing could happen last year, and it's $9 million. So it's like if you, you know – Jalen is like, all right, he might get hurt, or he might say, "I'm hurt, and we're on the hook for another month, uh, on the hook for another nine million dollars." Let's just cut ties now, and let's keep this train moving. Was it surprising? Oh yes. Was it hilarious as a Cowboys fan to see everybody get their Jalen head off? Yes, one thousand percent. Jalen would be fine. I, is it like you? It was a complete shock. I'm happy that they did it. I'm just curious if or in if or what team chemistry this is going to mess up? So for me, I I understood the release. I didn't understand the timing of it because when it happened, I was like, well, wait a minute. Did he do something like yeah. off the field that we didn't know about? Like, are we just four games into the season and we're doing this right now? Um, and I get that we have depth at the position, but it still kind of makes you wonder. Um, and then when you learn of the contract situation, you're kind of like, okay, yeah, I understand it there. But to your point, like you said, um, Jalen hasn't necessarily been the same or what you would expect him to be by now. Um, And no pun intended when I say this, but his vision (laughs) has been (laughs) questionable. (laughs) Um, Like you, you can literally go through a bunch of plays and see where he's lost in coverage. Um, or yeah. he gets on the tackle at the end of the tackle once it's already made. Um, so it, it was just things like that that you see um, to where you're like, okay, I don't think he's going to be around much longer. I know I thought this was going to come at the end of the season. So the timing yes. for me is still what throws me off. And then it makes you wonder, like, mm, who's next? Um, and, and that may not necessarily be a thing right now. Um, I'm pretty sure, though by the end of the season, they are going to make a lot more um, adjustments to that defense. And credit to Dan Quinn because he's really doing his thing with his defense right now. Yeah. Um, but but Jalen has joined the Packers. What do you think he does over there? Absolutely nothing, in my honest opinion. And I say that with no disrespect in the world. And the reason why is this. Jalen doesn't make any team better. Mm-hmm. In my opinion, he doesn't make any deep. He's not that one player to say, if we get him, he's taking us to a whole new level. Jalen's Jalen. It's the biggest thing about Jalen is he's great or better. Let me specify better in run defending. Mm-hmm. You get him in pass coverage, he is barbecue chicken. Definitely. It, and, and that's what's crazy is when you. Yeah. He he was good in in run defense, but these past few games that was, he was bad there too. He was, so. <laughs> and it's like they gave you less snaps, and you're still bad. And right. credit to Dan Quinn, I feel like Jalen stands out so much more because this defense is much faster than previous years, and Jalen doesn't have it anymore. He doesn't have that change of direction. He can't plan and pivot. It's I really think that foot is gone forever. It's really that at the end of the day. Him joining the Packers, it, once again, it 
it to me the Packers it does say oh they're you know they're a Super Bowl contender for sure now it's okay it doesn't change the needle for me I want him to succeed wherever he goes I want him to succeed one thousand percent but I was shocked he went to the Packers that was the team <laughs> I did not expect to be yeah, completely honest I expected none at all I thought uh, either somebody in the NFC East. For sure, because they love taking former Cowboys players. Of course. So I was like, okay, Philly, which Philly Giants. It's like, all right. It, out of all the teams he probably had interest in, the Packers probably was the best spot performance-based for him as well. And I bet he's probably hoping he sees us in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I hope he does, and I hope that gives him in the coverage and tears him apart. <laughs> I just want it. And plus, we need to beat the Packers anyway. We owe them one. Right. We, we owe sure them a lot. <laughs> we, really do. Yeah. we do. I'm like, it's. I wish him the best. I don't. It's still too early to see what he's going to be like. Is he going to be a starter in that defense, or is he going to be a role player? That's honestly what it boils down to. If he's a starter, I have no faith in it. I'm sorry, because mm-hmm. he's not starter material anymore. I feel like he's a perfect situational player. Yeah, that's how I see it as well. Um, and the Packers are now dealing with more um, defensive issues as they're likely to lose uh, Jair Alexander to a shoulder surgery this season. That, that's still kind of up in the air. Um, but I don't necessarily know how he um, fits with the Packers. I think, like you said, he he's more of a situational guy. And, I mean, that's what he kind of became here. Yeah. Um, and so, but what do you think – this does to team chemistry, if anything, because um, I read how Micah found out about it and how he felt um, and how Trayvon Diggs felt when he heard he was actually recording a podcast with Michael Irvin when they found out. And he said, you know, it was just like kind of a moment of silence because Jalen was one of the guys that really, you know, took took them under his wing. Um, when they joined the team and things like that. So do you think um, do you think this affects team chemistry, if anything at all? Well, no, honestly, I don't. Only because this team seems focused. Like, mm-hmm. Jalen Smith getting cut is on the total scale of everything that's happened this past season. It's on the bottom. Mm-hmm. I, honestly, losing Jalen Smith is not the worst of it. I honestly thought team chemistry would have broken down when D-Law went down and Gregory that same week, and they kept going. I think we'll be fine in the long run. I, and also, I think this team is focused. This team is laser-focused. Will it affect Micah and Trayvon Diggs? Uh, Micah's saying hearing Jalen got cut with this welcome to the NFL moment was funny to me. I'm like, this is – like, that was the moment? <laughs> welcome to the NFL moment with Jalen getting cut. <laughs> well, I think it kind of it kind of lets you know, like this is a cutthroat industry. Yeah, you know what yeah. I mean. So you have to protect yourself just the same way these teams are going to protect um, themselves. So I can see it being that, but like you said, it really was this that moment. But yeah, let's say that it's. And I feel bad for Trayvon Diggs too because how he found out it was on a public platform and yeah. it's like react now. It's, yeah. But they understand, this is a business. A lot of those people in the locker room, they're vets. They've been around the league. They're like, I know how this is. This sucks. He'll be okay. They have to just keep it moving. He's, they, honestly, at the end of the day, the Cowboys players have to realize, we have to worry about who is in this building and who is in this locker room day in and day out. Yeah. At the end of the day. It's not like you lost Dak or Zeke or Amari. You lost Jalen Smith. Who was a backup? So Man, I that's hope- crazy because he was starting like <laughs> yeah he started <laughs> every other game besides this yeah, year yeah that's crazy it's like I, I don't it's I hope I really don't think it's gonna mess anything up I really don't but it's like dang it, 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 it's 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 in the back of your mind it's like why now at the end of the day it's like why now you couldn't wait till bye week in two weeks you know? why'd you choose now. Which I think, if anything, if if anything will mess it up, is the timing of it all. Because Jalen was just a defensive captain on Sunday. That's so crazy. 
life comes at you fast, you know? Yeah, he got to be prepared for it. Like you said, clear eye view. He went open. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I think they'll be okay, though. Um, and when you go out and you draft a freak of nature like Michael yeah. Parsons, somebody is bound to lose their spot. So it was only a matter of time for me um, when it came to Jalen. Um, and honestly, LVE is probably only a matter of time for him to. Oh, yes. And to be completely honest, if Jalen, Jalen, uh, Micah and Trayvon as well, they have to understand. This is probably going to happen to more Cowboys players than we know in a few weeks. As people come oh, back off yeah. of injury, they're yeah. going to have to let some people go. It's like, this is only the, this is the game. The game is the game. It's, I'm sorry. I'm Jalen was the first big quote unquote piece to fall. I'll, he won't be the last by the time the season is done with. It's somebody else is going to be gone that we know and love probably. Yep. So I don't know. Hopefully they can keep the ball rolling. Um, but we'll see. Um, another surprising cut was Stefan Gilmore from the Patriots. Um, he went on to join the Panthers. What did you think about him getting cut? Him getting cut from the Patriots very surprised me. It came out the blue. Mm-hmm. It came, I just woke up this morning and I was like, he did what? Like, that's the first thing I saw. Yeah. Stephon Gilmore has quit. I mean, uh, it's, it's cut. I'm like, huh? We're not even 12 hours removed from Jalen. And now we got Stephon Gilmore being cut. It's, yeah. While he's on how, the UP list. Why, that- yes. And it's not like he's a Jalen Smith. He's a top corner in this league. Yeah. But as more as they came out with more, like he wanted out of of um, New England, his contract and everything. It's like, okay, it makes sense. But then he was traded for a six-round pick, which NFL traders will forever make me mad. Will for, I will never understand that. It's a six-round draft pick is all you got with no contract extension? That's <laughs> amazing. Why couldn't yeah. Dallas get, just hop on that? But you know? it all boils down to contract at the end of the day. It, it, it's like, how is this contract going to affect this? Our cap space, we would have been, we like, we would have been tight on cap space if we signed them. Mm-hmm. So I'm like, it's, I would have loved to sign them. Him paired with Trayvon Diggs would make us a Super Bowl caliber def, def, uh, defense. Him going to Carolina, I'm not too mad at. Because they got some dogs on their defense. They really do. They do. They, do. they JC Horn's hurt. He'll be back hopefully later in the year. Now you have a great secondary. You had probably once was the best defense in the NFL until they ran it to us. <laughs> so we know what happened with that. But it's like there are no scrubs at the end of the day. Right. And they know defense wins championships. They already they have a bunch of corners already. It's ridiculous. That secondary is stacked and it's good because all these teams, all these great teams have have more than just one good receiver. They all have very much. They have three. Look at Arizona. They have two, maybe three. It, it's all these teams have multiple receivers who can push you down the field and who can stretch a defense then. Carolina's doing it right. Let's shore up the back end and go at it. I'm not mad at it. And it's a win-win for them. If Stephon Gilmore leaves next year in the offseason and walks, Carolina gave up a six. Apparently they get a fifth-round comp pick back. So it's a win-win. Either you keep them or you get a fifth-round comp pick. You win either way. I love the move. I'm with you on that. Um, do you think Carolina finishes first or second over there in that division? Um, second, honestly. Second. Behind Tampa Bay, I don't see the Saints going anywhere mm-hmm. at all. And I think game one had a lot of us fooled. Yeah, I just don't. As much as I like Jameis, I just don't trust the Saints. I don't trust Sean Payton at the end of the day. The Saints' biggest reason why they their failures is Sean Payton. His play calling, his decision making, and also Drew Brees as well, mm-hmm. holding on for him for way too long. Their Super Bowl window has closed in my eyes. You have Michael Thomas wanting out, apparently, or unhappy, whatever's going on. 
whatever's going on over there, come on. They can't even get him on the phone to figure out what the problem is. They can't. They cannot. <laughs> so it's like, all right, you you have too many issues, outside issues that are messing up internally, and we see it. We don't know who the Saints are. We know who Carolina is, and we know who Tampa Bay is. So the, the, Carolina's going to finish two. I would be very shocked if they took the division. Because that means Sam Darnold outplayed a lot of people, and I don't think he can. But just be just be a game manager, Carolina, get into the play. They're going to the playoffs in, in my eyes. And they can upset a few teams. Give them second in the NFC South, and let's have fun in the play. Because it's it's an extra team as well this, yeah. uh, this year. It, let's get crazy. I Carolina, they're my sleeper team, honestly, to make it oh. further in the playoffs than what people give them credit to. And I base that off of how that defense looks at the, at the end of the year. Yeah, I think if they can continue to to trend upward, they'll be okay. Um, and what's crazy is the Bucks' offense is getting off to a shaky start. So you mm-hmm. kind of wonder how they're going to be. Um, towards the end of the season. I mean, we are talking about the defending champs here. Um, so we expect them to get better. You know what I mean? But when you have Carolina playing the way that they are, um, I think the thing for Carolina, though, is going to be Christian McCaffrey. If they can get him back healthy and keep him healthy, they're in a lot better situation than they are in right now. Yes, they need... Christian McCaffrey is definitely an X factor. Uh, this offseason, they need to find a complimentary back to Christian McCaffrey to take the load off of him. That's the crazy part. Again, back to the, the Dallas situation. Yeah. It's it's nothing wrong with splitting the carries like that. It's not as long as you get the W at the end of the day, it don't matter. Mm-hmm. It does not matter. Christian McCaffrey is a huge part of it. And you know, to piggyback off of what you said about the books. Yeah, that offense is shaky. That defense is held together by duct tape right now. You have Richard Sherman, who was sitting on his couch two weeks ago, (laughs) who is your number one cornerback right now. It's bad. Like, that secondary is terrible right now. Can they get healthy at the end of the day? It's This season, I'm putting as the same as last season, who is going to be the healthiest in terms of injuries and COVID at the end of the day? Right, right. Who can who can navigate that free? Is it depends on who you know? It care. Uh, Tampa Bay is one hundred percent vaccinated as of the season started. You know that that could have changed. So that makes a huge difference as well. It. I don't, and to be completely honest, I honestly don't trust Tampa Bay, only because mm-hmm. of that defense. I I don't think that defense can stay healthy. Mm. See, and they're not, for me, my worry I, is their offense because I think if if they don't get Gronk back, then they're regular on offense because Mike Evans hasn't Gronk really gotten going. Uh, Chris Godwin hasn't really gotten going. You know what I mean? It's like it's almost like Gronk regulates things because we know the chemistry that he has with Tom Brady, um, and, and that kind of helps. Every it's either going to get somebody else open or it's going to be where you can't stop Gronk. Very true. I would just like to add, they also have Antonio Brown as well, which is great mm-hmm. for them. And, and, you know, Mike Evans' defense, ever since Brady got there, his usage has been slowly going down. Yeah. As well. It, and it, like you said, it's because Gronk is there. That's Brady's favorite target. I, I think the offense, Brady's Brady. Brady's the GOAT. The offense is fine. It, the reason I say the defense is because if you face Let's say they make it to the Super Bowl again. Pat Mahomes' defensive line is not going to be as banged up as it was in February. Right. He's not going to be – you're not going to chase him around with this defense. Tom Brady could shred any defense in the NFL, in my opinion, if he has enough time. Can you stop the other team and the Bucks are – the? but I can't even – besides Richard Sherman, I can't even name you one other players on the Bucks secondary that's starting right now. It's that bad. It's that bad. Yep. Yep. So um, another wild factor this week was um, Justin Fields has been named the starting quarterback for the Bears. 
Um, any surprise there? I know a lot of people were taking bets on when Justin Fields was going to get this start. And I think for me, I, I felt like they needed to ease him into it. Um, and I think that's kind of basically what they did. You know, the circumstances fell the way that they did, but they did right by giving him a few plays here and there um, with the starters and things like that in the regular season to where now he can fully take over this team. And I think he'll be fine in that position. But um, did did you see him being starter this week or later in the season? I saw on one hand, I think he should have been starting beginning of the season, honestly. Mm-hmm. On one part, because of how Justin Fields helps that offense at the end of the day. If their O-line was much better, I'd be like, okay, Andy Dalton, you do what you have to do until Justin Fields is ready. We saw Justin Fields go in and, you know, granted, it is preseason, but we still saw him play and the offense looks so much more different because of how Justin Fields played. He can use his legs. He can throw. He's a he's your complete modern. I'm glad he's glad Matt when it came to his senses and stopped playing. Because Matt Nagy is probably gonna lose his job by the end of the year if Justin Fields was not starting. <laughs> At the end of the day, it's and I hope Matt Nagy does not ruin Justin Fields because look at the way Matt Nagy handled this situation. He was like, oh. Andy Dalton is our starter. If you know, if and when he's healthy, or I'm not gonna name a starter, all three quarterbacks are up. It's like just say less in the media and just work in the background. I feel like his media, his P, whoever his PR people, they need to be fired. He's he's not great PR, and he he probably did more damage in the media than what's actually happening. Yeah, as well. Justin Justin feels to be just fine. I'm happy he's starting. He you know now. Are they going to play call him in the right situation? We saw how they left him out there against the Browns. Mm-hmm. We saw they left him like a deer in headlights. Miles Garrett had a field day. That boy <laughs> made his season bonus in one game. <laughs> in one game. So it's like, it's can you can you play call Justin Fields into the right position? It's the same thing you can say about Jared Goff with uh, Fisher. As you know, as well as like, hey, he he didn't put him in a place to succeed. That's all they need. I just mm-hmm. hope Matt Nagy doesn't ruin Justin Fields at the end of the day. But I believe Justin Fields is going to be a one of the top quarterbacks later, and you know, down the line for sure. Yeah, I was just about to say that. I think um, if they can't figure out a way to to make him fit there in Chicago, I do see him going on to be successful somewhere else. Um, I think he's he's a, a mobile quarterback that's serviceable, not just serviceable, but can be really good in this league. And I don't if, if Chicago can't figure out how to piece that together the right way, um, then I think he does go elsewhere. And you kind of have that question mark with Chicago because they did go out and get Andy Dalton, who was playing very questionably, um, prior to them picking him up. So I I don't know. They don't necessarily do right by quarterbacks over there in Chicago. So we'll see how Justin Fields turns out. Yeah, they haven't done right by quarterbacks in ever, <laughs> I don't think. Have they ever done a quarterback? I don't know. And the thing is, with Matt Nagy, it's like you've coached Pat Mahomes. If you don't know how to get something out of Justin Fields, I'm mm-hmm. sorry. I don't know what to do. Like, Matt Nagy has had decent quarterbacks in the past. So I'm like, it's you've coached great quarterbacks. Use it. He's part of the Andy Reid coaching tree. Who is the quarterback whisperer? You can't get something out of Justin Fields? Something. You got to be able to get something. Yeah. Something out of him. It's, and it, Justin Fields needs more weapons. And at the end of the day, he's going to go through those trials and tribulations. It, But you have to put Justin Fields out there because he's your best choice. Mm-hmm. Nick Foles, we all know, is good only in the last two games of the season and the postseason. He's like so Ryan get to the postseason, Yeah, I'm fine like, with it. Yeah. He's like he's Fitzpatrick, you know, he's like they're player. better off the bench. Yeah. Yes, no, really is. It, he's a good six man. Like, all right, come, just come off the bench. We need a good, mm-hmm. you know, 10 points from you. Go on and do it and call it a day. It's, he's good in those moments. 
Andy Dalton, we saw what he did in Dallas last year and in all 10 years in Cincinnati. So mm-hmm. there's really nothing else to say about Andy Dalton. Justin Fields is your best bet. Roll with it. I'm glad they finally stopped twiddling their thumbs and just sitting on it. Just put them out there. The only way to tell if a, if a player is good, especially in, in the NFL, throw them out there. Yep. Yep. And again, I mean, they worked him in a few plays here and there. Um, the first, I know they did on the first game of the season. Um, and I believe the next two they did as well. So he's got some reps. Um, so I, I think he'll 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 get into his groove and figure things out. And he's a rookie, so you know, take that for what it is and allow him the opportunity yep. to grow. And you as a as a head coach, you have to be willing to open up your playbook and find ways to get him involved in more than just being a passer, you know, and figure out what are the key pieces you can put around him to make that team successful over there. Exactly. Bears fans, be patient. You guys are not winning Super Bowl anytime soon. (laughs) So be patient with the growth that's happening. Let's be completely honest. Nobody's expecting the Bears to go to the playoffs and make noise in like three years. Nah. Or two years. Let me say two years. Just let Justin Fields grow. Let he, he is a rookie. He's going to make mistakes, but I promise you, he's better than your other options right now. Definitely, definitely. So our last um, surprising moment this week has to do with Jacksonville and their head coach, Urban Meyer, um, who was caught in the club after the game uh, with some lady who was not his wife dancing up on him and he was feeling on her her uh glutes <laughs> um, <laughs> so so um go ahead um uh murph and give me what your your initial reaction was to this situation uh urban meyer should have been fired honestly before this because moment or I after mean, this moment after this moment completely mm-hmm. after this this moment after this moment Chad Conn should have just called Urban Meyer and said, hey, just stay in Ohio with your quote-unquote grandkids. <laughs> you clearly care about other stuff more than football. It would be different if this was going into a bye week. Sure, mm-hmm. it's still weird that your head coach is not on the plane back with you. That's a whole other factor, but it, just look at the path of Urban Meyer since he's been hired as a Jacksonville coach. He hired Chris Dole, the strength and conditioning coach from with the racist pass as well. Mm-hmm. You signed Tim Tebow, which meant perfectly fine if it was a, as a quarterback. It was, a, it was as a tight end, and he had not played in nine years. Why? It's like that roster spot could be used for somebody more important. Right. Then he declares an open QB competition between your number one overall pick, the number one overall pick, Trevor Lawrence, with Minshew? It, it, that, it's how Urban Meyer is handling this team throughout. And just, you can, if, like, there's been reports him running players the wrong way. He still thinks this is college. Urban Meyer, this is not college. This is the NFL. You, you're you're 0-4. And you're not with your team, but you're in, in your bar where you think nobody's going to notice you with your picture on the wall with your wife <laughs> dancing with somebody who is not your wife. Wow. In 2021, you think I'm not going to get caught? It's the optics of it all. I Honestly, what other coach could have done with Urban Meyer done is still have a job right now. That's honestly how I view it as, and it's not many. It's not. Um, It's amazing to me that he's just controversial wherever he goes, you know. Um, Like Mm -hmm. you said, you bring in a coach with uh, a racist past so to say um so that off the rip is going to rub people the wrong way um you've lost your locker room um you can't get a win to start the season um your players pretty much see you as a joke at this point and as the leader of a team with you being the head coach um you don't put yourself in certain positions um like this and I think that um, if if you're going to publicly talk about how after a loss you can't sleep at night and you know you're studying and you're trying to figure out how to make things right and yada 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 
but then you skip the team flight back home um, and you lie about why you're skipping that team flight back home, that's not going to get you any more respect than you have right now. You know what I mean? Like you're constantly, you're going to consistently keep losing um, whatever respect that the players do have for you. And so it was funny to me to find out how that team meeting went where he allegedly apologized to everybody. And as soon as he walked out the room, everybody started laughing. So that just tells you he's not going to win that locker room back over. Oh, no. And I honestly think this year he might be a one-and-done coach at the end of the day. I cannot see how any other GM or athletic director hires Urban Meyer as a coach ever again. If you look, every coaching position Urban Meyer has had has ended in turmoil. When he was in Florida, when he was in Ohio State, that whole scandal. And I correct me if I'm wrong, but Herbert Meyer partly quit Ohio State because of the scandal and because of his health and migrant. Yeah. As well. Uh, yeah. So, clearly, and you were winning at, at Ohio State. You won 90-ish percent of your games. You haven't won a single, and that gave you migraines, but you haven't won a single game in the NFL, and you don't have migraines in. It, something's weird. I don't like what he, not his actions at the end of the day. You can't tell your players, be mindful of where you are, do the right thing all the time, and, you know, work hard when you didn't even fly back with, you know, with your team after a heartbreaking loss, a game you could have won on national right. TV, and you don't fly back, but you say it with your grandkids, and we look up, and you are a woman that is not your wife. I don't know if people's family dynamics. I'm not going to judge folks' family dynamics. Right. Each, each people likes their own family their own different way. Mm-hmm. I'm just looking at the offenses at the end of the day. If, if it'll be different if he, like I said, it was a bye week. This is a Thursday night game. You have extra three days to get prepared for your next team. Right. Use those. Use your time wisely. He's not taking the job seriously. He thinks this is the college of like, oh, everybody else would handle it for me. No, you have to get your hands dirty. I, he won't last long. Is it pressed by this? No. He shouldn't have been hired in, uh, in the first place, in my opinion. But I will say, I am very much glad that the Cowboys did not hire Urban Meyer like everybody wanted. Because <laughs> let's just make this known. Cowboys fans wanted Lincoln Riley as a coach. We saw how he is in Oklahoma right now. Then they mm-hmm. wanted Urban Meyer, and we see what's going on. Come on, people. Yeah. But, I every, mean, Cowboys fans always want something wild. Remember when we wanted – well, I ain't going to say we. But remember when some people wanted uh, Johnny Manziel? Now look how that's going. So. I'm not going to lie to you. I was one of those people was at one first. one of those people. I was at no. first. I hated Romo that bad. I was like. Really? I wasn't a huge fan of Romo. I never oh, had Never, but I'm like, hey, we need a we need a quarterback. And at that time, Johnny was one of the best options. Now honestly, we got the best option in, in that draft, in my opinion. Zach Martin. Yep. So I get it. It's like you might want something, but it's like, all right, what's the best option? That grass ain't always greener. For real. And I'm just scared Urban Meyer is gonna run Trevor Lawrence. I don't Honestly. think they're going to leave him around long enough to do that. I hope so, because uh, he's going to find his way back to college football, and that may be his plan. I don't know, um, but yeah, I don't think they're going to leave him around long enough to to really ruin um, that kind of quarterback that they have over there. So, because like I said, I am on your show, hot takes. I. I will say I am one of the non-Trevor Lawrence believers. Mm. I don't. Um, it's nothing against him. I just didn't see anything. He's going to be a decent quarterback. Don't get me wrong. But to say, oh, he's the next Andrew and Peyton Manning, let's calm down now. Not in Jacksonville, he's not. Not. I just, when I saw Andrew, and granted, Andrew was in the league a super long time, but you still saw, like, that killer mentality in him. Same with Peyton Man. I don't see that in Trevor. I don't. Now, it, will it happen? 
I, do, I just don't honestly see what everybody else saw in Trevor Lawrence in college. He had a great run. Yeah. Be Bama your freshman that. year. I, yeah, I get I, it. It's like you had a great freshman run. It's like you beat Bama. That was in the way you did it. You beat Bama. But let's just look at the glass, you know, half full. Mm-hmm. He, yeah, he beat Bama. And they destroyed Bama in that national championship. But look how loaded that team was, too. Right. That team was loaded on both sides of the ball. Trevor Lawrence just had to just throw it at somebody. Somebody was going to catch it. <laughs> and I mean, the it. NFL is different from college. Everybody cannot make it in the pros. That's just no. what that is. So Nobody can. I, I, I don't want any. I, I, I will always say I always want people in the NFL to succeed. That takes blood, sweat, and tears to make it. Be mm-hmm. successful. But there are some players I'm like, I don't see everybody's hype on at the end of the day. And Trevor Lawrence is one of them. Could he be good with a non-Urban Meyer coach? Who wouldn't be? (laughs) Who wouldn't be? At this point. (laughs) Trevor Lawrence will be better with Jason Garrett as his coach than Urban Meyer. Yeah. And as much as we know how Jason Garrett is, he will be better than Urban Meyer. To get Trevor Lawrence prepared for the next day, I honestly, I can we honestly can we honestly predict that Jacksonville is going to win a game this year? No, I think Jacksonville has turned into the Browns of yesterday. Ooh, yeah, they're Ooh. they're that bad right now. In terms and, of dysfunction or uh-huh. the quarterback carousel, that might. No, I think I think they have a legit quarterback in Trevor Lawrence right now. Um, okay. And time will tell on that, just like with anybody else. Time will tell. I think they have to get the right coach in there um, who's going to, you know, be able to draft the right pieces to go around Trevor Lawrence um, and get, you know, the right coaching staff in there. Um, so, yeah, it is a lot of it right now is due to coaching because – one of those games they lost was a, a pretty tight game. So, mm-hmm. I mean, it's possible that they win some games with another coach. I don't think this coach can get that team turned around anytime this season. I, no, I fully, fully agree. Because Urban Meyer just isn't. And I feel bad for Trevor Lawrence because it's like, dude, you are in the worst possible franchise right now. It's like, even the Jets are better franchise than y'all right now. Mm-hmm. Even the Giants are a better franchise than y'all. It's like, I feel really, really bad. But in the, like you said, it is a, it is the NFL. It's the big boys. You're not going to win all your games. And I found it funny. ESPN was like, oh, this is the first back-to-back loss of Trevor Lawrence's whole football career. Okay, there's gonna be plenty more. A third one's gonna happen on Sunday. Y'all gonna keep playing. Yeah. It's like you keep posting all these stats, and when he lost, a lot more losing is gonna keep happening. Everybody does not get it together. It, yeah. So, it's uh, funny. I'm happy to see that for once it is not my franchise being dysfunctional. <laughs> yep. Our media circus looks a lot different nowadays. Um, but I mean, even with that, like we still have like this issue with um Lyle Collins and this skipping of a drug test and him wanting to appeal it. But when you find out that he tried to bribe the drug collector, the the test collector, it's like, dude, you're probably not gonna win this case, so you might want to let it go. But he keeps keeps it going, and and we were talking about this earlier. Like you have two games left to sit out, you might want to. Let it go, and I understand the money aspect of it. But once you once you were um, exposed for that bribery situation, there was no winning it. No, it was not. And I feel like when the first, like when the news first came out, he was he was suspended for five games. Every Cowboys fan was like, "No, that is unfair. Mm-hmm. Like you can't do that. How you jump from zero to five games?" But then more information came out. You're like, "Oh, they." They negotiated down to two, and he said no. Okay, that was dumb of him. I took two right. games and been done with it. That's two game checks. Cool. But then they're like, oh, you tried to bribe the, like, the collector? 
that was smart of you. Really smart. And really, it's like you're already in trouble. And even if it was in a joking manner, Leal looks like the person to joke around a lot. He looks like the person to have fun. But you gotta know you can't joke in those situations. Could have been could could it could could have been possible that he was joking? Yes, it could have. But you gotta read the room at the end of the day, especially if you're joking after you miss multiple drug tests. Right. And then like today they're like, oh, he's suing to try to get a emergency in, uh emergency injunction so he can play. Dog, you have two games left. And I get it, you're trying to get your game chase back. Just take your L and keep moving, dog. Because yep. completely honest, I forgot about his suspension until today again. I'm like, oh, he, he is still <laughs> out. Zach Martin, because Zach Martin came in and things started to seem back a little bit normal. Like exactly. we were able to run the ball again. And, and Terrence Hill is doing okay. You know, he's doing decent enough. So yes. it's like nobody really thought of like, and the Cowboys are winning at that. We're yeah. winning. So it's like everything is going good for us. Just stay out the news. Exactly. That's like you, exactly. Just stay out the news. Keep just keep your head low. I think he's he's allowed back in the facility right now, which is great. Get in the game shape. Make sure. And after the bye week, a hey, first five weeks, we ain't gonna worry about that. Like that's an you know anomaly. Mistakes mm-hmm. happen. Let's just worry about the rest of the season, and let's put it behind us and keep on going because you can't worry about the past because that's how you end up losing. Yep, and, and like you said, keep your head low. Um, stay out of trouble, and, and then we won't have these situations, you know? We were having such a quiet season. It was so quiet such for the quiet. first time in, yes. in, what, since Jason Garrett, yeah. yeah. I, probably even since Jerry bought the team, probably, we being completely honest. <laughs> he bought the team and went into, you know, the cocaine 90s, so, yeah. Yeah. It's the first all season. Here go layout Collins. Like man, I'm having a good all season. <laughs> Why'd you have to ruin it? No, but I don't know. Hopefully, our Cowboys can keep trending in the right way. Um, my, my main thing is that hey, if you fall off right now, just pick it back up second half of the season by December. Yeah. You know. Let me ask you this: How far do you see the Cowboys going this season? The Cowboys can go as far as they allow themselves to. I think they always find a way to get in their own way. Mm-hmm. So if we can keep injuries off the table, um, which we nobody can guarantee that, but if we can keep injuries off the table and we can keep situations um, like these, these crazy um, legal situations, so to say, out of the picture, they'll be fine. I think that defense is coming together um, in a way that we hadn't seen in a while. And so when you have your offense who can be high scoring, um, who, you know, you have so many weapons offensively, even with your quarterback not being one dimensional, um, they can they can go far as they allow themselves to go. Okay. No, I completely agree. It's I will say the this team goes as far as Dax help allows them to. There you go. Because we have no backup. No. Oh my God. I do not want to see Garrett Gilbert touched that field. Lord Jesus. No, I don't. He needs to stay right there. It's as of right now, like I said, this defense has surprised me as we started off with. It's only getting better and it's going to get better. Mm-hmm. If we can stay healthy, if we can keep our core players healthy, which like you said, it it is impossible. Right now, I am saying I do not see why the Cowboys cannot go to the NFC championship. I think they have a legit shot at that. I'm they not going to be that fan, and you won't ever hear me be that fan, to say, oh, we're winning it all. I will never no. say that, especially this early in the season. Um, so I'm not drinking that juice and saying, hey, we're Super Bowl contenders. But I am saying that this team has the potential to make the playoffs and um, to make it to that conference championship game. Exactly. We We have the potential to make noise in the playoffs, but I'm not – Going as far as Super Bowl team, I need to see. I will say this: we have the potential if things keep going in the trend that they're going. We have the potential to be in a Super Bowl or compete for a Super Bowl berth in two to three years. Mm-hmm. Not now. Well, it could happen. Very much true. But we we will make it 
of the first round, that's for sure. Yeah. Well, I, mean, I, I can't talk open. enough about this defense. Like, what I love so much is that it's the young guys, the young guys on defense who are balling out. Like, we really it's, killed the draft this year when you really look at it. We did. We did. It's and credit to Dan Quinn and Will McClay. One, like, first and yeah. foremost, they flipped this defense from the worst to a middle of the pack. DD, mm-hmm. a matter of pack, you know, team. It's we, the way they got faster, one, and two, the way they got ball hawks. It's weird. And yeah. Dan Quinn actually has people buying into this philosophy. Michael Parsons said today, Actually, he said the one great thing he loves about Dan Quinn, if it's not working, they throw it out. And they, you love that. You love that. Mike Nolan didn't do that in the past. Lord knows uh, I, he has left my memory. Not Chris Rashad. Um, he was a deep coordinator. Uh, and I know who you're talking about. Um, I can't think of it, Lord. Not Marinelli. Yes, him. Yes, old man. <laughs> yes, him. We know he... he is stubborn in his ways. It's like Dan Quinn. You're mm-hmm. doing things the right. Nobody thought Dan Quinn would have done this after how Atlanta ended. I I for sure didn't. I was so against this. I am <laughs> not gonna lie. I was like, Mm-mm, this ain't it. Nope. Dan Quinn did what McCarthy said he did. McCarthy said he reinvented himself and did not. Dan Quinn said it and actually reinvented himself. Mm-hmm. This is something special that. This team, this defense in particular, is something special. I am super. You have playmakers. You can honestly say you have elite talent, talent-wise, at every level of this defense. Yeah, we got a few pro, pro bowlers on this defense. And I know yeah. some people are like, don't say that. We're going to the Super Bowl. But, nah, we got some pro bowlers on this defense. Yeah, we're going to call it a call. These? <laughs> Come on now. This, I want you to realize this. Mia. Trayvon Diggs has more picks in this season than Byron Jones has in his whole career. Yep. Like, that was astounding to me when somebody brought... They brought up as a joke and it was serious. Yep. That That's amazing. And we're only in week four. So I'm going to ask you this because mm-hmm. y'all know I was a big a big Cheeto fan. And they, they let Cheeto go and kept Anthony Brown, Mr. Chip on his shoulder. And it just wasn't seeming to work for A.B. And he has had some very good moments so far this season. He still has had some moments where I go, mm Cheeto wouldn't have did that. Um, how long do you think <laughs> A.B. lasts out there with knowing that we have Kelvin Joseph eventually coming back. Oh, this is AB's last year as a Cowboy. <laughs> I, Honestly, I think he only signed a one-year contract extension for this year. It's you have Kelvin Joseph. We'll see how he is. I've heard great things. I've seen flashes. It's like okay, let's see how you go with this. Just mm-hmm. and I really fully, I think we're getting another year of Dan Quinn. Dan has a type of cornerback that he likes. Right. The, Anthony Brown doesn't fit that. Anthony Brown doesn't fit that mold. It's, it, dude, I like Cheeto. I was a fan of him. He just would not turn his head. <laughs> that boy was allergic. I'm blaming that all on Chris Rashard. I'm, sorry. I'm convinced Anthony Brown had a permanent kink in his neck. He could not turn his head. <laughs> that boy right there was oblivious. So, now, granted, once you turn your head in a lot of positions, you've lost the receiver. So I yeah. get it. I get it, but hey, bro, you gotta at least turn, at least peek up your shoulder a little bit. At least just look like somebody's back there. So it's like Anthony Brown's been decent. I he's not gonna this season. I really feel like his last season. Next this off season, I'm actually excited for to see what they do to this defense because there's a lot more that they can do. Oh yeah, as well. It's we didn't have D tackles last year. We have great D tackles that are backups right now, mm-hmm. and we still have Gallimore and Carlos Watkins coming back in a few weeks. Yep, you have so Donovan Wilson who hasn't played. 
Yeah. Yeah, we're trying to get He's got to come back. Tank has to come back. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody. It's like, okay, we're good. It's Gallup comes back next week, I think. Hopefully. So it's like we have players coming back over. It's like this team can only get better, and I'm excited about it. It's the, the sky is the limit for us. Or how Jerry Jones decides to let this happen before he opens his mouth. <laughs> you know, he's been quiet. Coming. He's been quiet. It's coming. It is. It's coming. I just need them to like just Jerry. Here's your, you know, here's your old man medicine. Just sit down and just look pretty. I think people thought they were going to get off to a worse start just because they made it onto uh, hard knocks. So it's it's good to see that that's not the case right now. I thought we were too. I'm not gonna lie to you. I hated us being on hard knocks. I did not like it. I don't like it. But they didn't I don't care for the spotlight. I I don't care for the spotlight. Um, I'm especially happy when a lot of people bet against us and we show them up. Like when when broadcasters are making their picks for the week and they always pick the Cowboys to lose, I'm like, good. Keep saying that. Yeah, I love it. But and when we win, they're like, oh, well, look at the team that just uh, that they Mm -hmm. play. Nah, buddy, keep that same energy. That you know, but that's when you get your Stephen A. Smiths of the world. You're Shannon right. Sharps, you're Emmanuel Achose of the world. It's like, come on now. It's just, they just take emotion out of it and everything will be so much better. Yeah. yeah. We'll be fine. That would be fine. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this. And we'll, Dak is on a, Dak is on a roll. We honestly could have Dak winning, Dak winning comeback player of the year, maybe MVP. You could have, Trayvon Diggs or Micah split uh, defensive player of the year, or Micah's for sure getting rookie defensive player of the year. Oh, yeah, he's got so, to. Yeah, hardware, some way, shape, or form is coming to this team <laughs> in ways. It's just in a matter of individual awards or some boring. Yep. Well, any hot takes you got for me before we wrap up and get out of here? Season um, prediction, standout player, anything like that. Week four, whole season. I mean, week five, I'm sorry. Or going into the whole season. Uh, that, I am actually super excited to see. There are so many players that, I'm, that I want to see. I actually want to see how Justin Jefferson does the second of this season. I really, really do. Like, all mm-hmm. the second-year players. How are you going to act this season? Because last year was different. They got to play in empty stadiums. It's like you're playing on a practice field. Now you're playing in front of hundreds of thousands of fans. Mm-hmm. How are you going to handle that, you know, that spotlight and that energy of the NFL? It's going to be interesting to see with these second-year players. All right. Well, your Cowboys got the Giants this week. Um, score prediction on that? I the Giants always play us hard too. Always, of course. I would say thirty-five twenty-eight. Ooh, thirty-five twenty-eight. It's going to, it's going to be somewhat close because it's it's the divisional game. It always happens. Mm -hmm. And but I feel like they're going to blow this open because this that was the exact same game Dak broke his ankle too. Yeah, that's what's scary, man. Yeah, on the same – I think it was, it was the same time slot with Troy and them commentating as well. So it's yeah. like, um, how does Dak react to that? I think he'll be fine. But we And honestly, my heart still drops every time Dak runs now. I still, yeah, I, like, I, cringe. I'm like, please, please don't run. Every time he gets sacked, I cringe. I'm yeah. looking at that ankle. I'm like, we good back there? Like, like you, like, are you still standing? Are you hurt? I'm so nervous, but that could prove me wrong this season. I really thought he would have came out slow. He came out balling. Yeah, he did. Um, yeah, we. I say 38-25 Sunday. I say I do not see the Cowboys losing the game until we play um, Kansas City. Honestly, everybody is saying that they're like the Chiefs are gonna come in and that's gonna be the game that they turn their season around. I say we lose that game. It's not going to be a blowout like everybody, like like you know, like everybody thinks it's going to be. There yeah, will we be can a definitely game go toe to toe with their offense. We can. 
We go toe to toe with any team, to be completely honest. There is not a team I could say we can't go toe to toe with them if we really try. Yeah, we haven't. They're averaging thirty. Cowboys averaging thirty six points a game. At, give just give or take. Yeah. We haven't seen them choke nobody out yet. They've been playing. It almost happened against the Panthers, and then Trayvon Diggs comes out the game, and they give up two touchdowns. So yeah, it, it's like okay, let let's just see. I want. I said Trayvon Diggs. I'm fine with like you had a great game. You, your back hurt because you put the defense on your back. I get that. <laughs> you sit down and just let everybody just hand just hand. Yeah, no. Uh, I want to see them choke somebody. I want to see them. People say Team Forty Burger, Team Fifty Burger. I want to see fifty put up on onto Whoa. somebody. I want to embarrass somebody. I really, really do. All right. Well, that's all I have for this episode of Hot Take Season. We'll see what the Cowboys do against the Giants. Um, what Jalen Smith does with the Packers, Stephon Gilmore with the Panthers. <laughs> um, <laughs> can Urban Meyer get the Jaguars back on track? Um, and and how well does Justin Fields do now that he's named the starter of the Chicago Bears? Um, y'all hit us up and let us know what you guys think. Uh, this is how it takes season. Thank you, Jaron, of course, for stopping by. You know, you're more than welcome anytime to Thank drop you by and get your hot takes off. Of course, of course. Let the people know where they can find you at again. So you can find me on so I am on Instagram, J underscore Murphy, M-U-R-P-H-Y underscore. We are the No Bystanders Podcast. You can find us on Instagram at No Bystanders Pod. The same ad on Twitter, and we are on all streaming, all, on all the major streaming sites, Apple Music, Google Play, Spotify. So we are easy accessible, and we'll be back soon. And I'm going to have Mia on, too, as definitely, well, because there's definitely. a topic I need to talk to her about, too. So Uh-oh, I'm nervous now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Thank you again. Thank you all for tuning in. Y'all be blessed out there.